Hey, this is Doug Eccles. We want to welcome you to our podcast, Got Better Things for You. Hey, I'm glad to be with you today. And uh, I believe that the Lord is going to help us today. And I believe the Lord's going to speak to us today. And I believe the Lord is going to speak to you. Maybe you're in a situation where you are looking for a way out. I'm going to talk to you today about the way out, and I believe the Lord is going to give you a way out today. In Acts chapter 16, uh, verse 25 and 26, it says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Now we have a story here about two men that found a way to get out. They were a way to get out of jail. And I'm going to tell you that Paul and Silas were thrown into jail at midnight. And I, I want to tell you that uh, the devil made a mistake, not by putting them in jail, but by putting them in together. Because the Bible says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of thee. So I am here to tell you today that uh, maybe it's just you and I. You're watching me. But I'm agreeing with you, and we're together in this, and I believe that the Lord is in the midst, that right in the middle of our situation today, the Lord is here today. Paul and Silas, they were beaten, they were stripped naked, they were left for dead, and here they are in a jail cell, in the inner uh, cell, and they were surrounded by guards, and yet at midnight, there was an earthquake, and everybody's bands were loosed, when that earthquake came and the doors were open and uh, something great happened. The jailer was ready to kill himself because he thought that all the prisoners had gotten loose. Paul and Silas had gotten loose. And Paul and Silas, they said, do thyself no harm for we are all here. He said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? I believe today that, that maybe you're in a bad situation. Maybe it's dark. It's the midnight hour. And you need a way out. But I'm going to tell you, not only are you going to get a way out, but I believe the Lord is going to turn what the devil meant for bad for your good today. And uh, Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound. There's a way out. He's given me an anointing to open the prison to them that are bound. If you're bound today, I declare that there's going to be freedom uh, for you today in Jesus' name. The anointing was to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord that he might be glorified. Now we know that jail is a place of confinement for people accused or convicted of a crime. We might use words like lockup, captivity, detention, confinement, and maybe you're in a place where you feel locked up, you feel like you're captive, you're detained, maybe you feel confined, I'm going to tell you something today. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because He's anointed me. And I believe that we're going to find a way out today through the Lord and through that anointing. The anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. Joseph, 
in the Bible. He knew about accusations and confinement. They were, he was thrown into jail. And we find that uh, great men of God in the Bible were in confinement. Samson was in confinement. The apostles, Peter and John in confinement. Men and women of the church, Saul had committed them to prison. So being in confinement is not something new. But I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to stay bound. You can be loose today in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 12, we find that Herod had killed James. Then he put Simon Peter in prison and the church prays. And God sends an angel to get Simon Peter out. That tells me that if the church would really pray, some folks would get out of their confinement. An angel hits him on the side to wake him up. Simon Peter's woke up by an angel. And his chains fall off. And he shows up at the house where the church is praying. And you find that young girl answer the door. And she didn't even, uh, she left him at the door. And when she told the church that was praying that he was loose, they didn't even believe. But I'm going to tell you, some today that are watching, you're under confinement. You're in captivity. You're feeling detained. You're locked up. Whether it's spiritual, physical, financial, or in your mind, I'm going to tell you something. There's a way out today. God bless you today. I believe something great is getting ready to happen. I want you to stretch your faith. I want you to believe with me right now. I'm praying for you right now. Let's pray over the word. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that every person listening today, Lord, that the gifts of the Spirit would be in operation, the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, the gifts of healing. Lord, the gifts of the Spirit be in operation that we may profit by the manifestation. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to our heart. And Lord, give us hope where there's been hopelessness and give us faith where there's been fear and give us healing where there's been sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. And those bound by sin, uh, I believe today, let them be loosed in the name of Jesus. Listen to me today on the way out. On your way out, I'm going to say, number one, if necessary, the Lord himself can send angels to get you out of your mess. The Lord himself can send angels to get you out of your mess. In Hebrews 1 and 14, it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? We find in the Bible that angels, they serve believers. We find in Psalm 91 that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It goes on to say that no plague comes nigh your dwelling. And here's what I want to say. It says angels keep charge over you. Angels often strengthen and assist God's people in difficult times. And we probably couldn't even count the times... We've had angelic assistance and did not even recognize it. In Matthew 4.11, we find uh, that Jesus, when he was on this earth, that it says in uh, Matthew 4.11, the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. If the angels ministered unto Jesus on this earth, then I believe uh, angels can minister to you and I. Angels ministered and waited upon the Lord like a deacon. I, I believe that we can have angels that minister to us. In Luke 22 and 43, talking about Jesus again, there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him, strengthened him. 
I'm here to tell you today, maybe you're feeling weak. Maybe you don't think you can make it another day. I'm praying right now. Angels, go and minister. Bring strength to those that are watching right now. I was going to Haiti many years ago. Now, almost 13 years ago, 12 and a half years ago. And when I was going to Haiti, they had that terrible earthquake. And I could tell you a lot about that, but the Lord spoke to me that day. I was going to stay at a missions guest house, and the Lord said, don't stay there. And I went to another place, and that afternoon at 4.35 in the afternoon, there was a great earthquake that hit Haiti. And the place that I was going to stay that the Lord said, do not stay, it collapsed with two Canadians, two Americans, and a Haitian that died in that uh, building. Along uh, uh, in that city and all throughout Haiti, there were over 250,000, maybe 300,000 people that died that day. But I'm going to tell you, it got dark very quick, and I was out in the parking lot of a hotel praying. I prayed all night. The ground shook. There were, uh, uh, you know, uh, tremors all night long. It was a very unsettling night. But the Bible says there's peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. As I prayed in the Holy Ghost, I got peace, but I never got over into that joy. But I'm going to tell you, the next day, we were on our way. We, we had uh, seen what was going on in the city, and there were bodies that were dead, people, there was chaos in the street, there was looting, all kinds of things, giant backups in the city, crowds in the street. And here we are, uh, I think there were 14 of us in a Chevy Colorado pickup truck, one of that mid-sized pickup truck, seven women in the front with the driver and uh, children, and then there were seven of us in the back with luggage. And we were driving through the street, and as we started to leave, a young man got in the back of the truck. The young man was about 20, I would say. Uh, uh, he was a young man, a Haitian, I, I suppose. He looked like he was Haitian. And he got in the back of our truck with a sawed-off shotgun. And just nobody knew him. Nobody asked him to get in, but he rode with us. And I don't know what you take of this. You can take it or leave it. But I'm going to tell you, I believe that God put an angel in the back of that truck to protect us. Here we are. We didn't look like everybody else. We didn't, uh, we were like a target stuck in traffic during chaotic times where people were doing crazy things. Guns were going off. People were looting stores. They were stealing. All kinds of things were happening. But here we got this young man in the car or in the back of the truck with a sawed-off shotgun. I don't know. I believe it was an angel. I believe that if necessary, the Lord can send an angel to get you out of your mess. That young man that jumped in the back of the truck, he didn't even talk. I had some candy in my backpack. I gave him some. I don't know. I, I say angels love hot tamales. That's what I had that day. And, and you can take her to leave it. But I'm going to tell you, I just believe it was an angel that ministered unto us the heirs of salvation. We got through that mess, and when we got to the border of the Dominican Republic, he jumped out of the truck. Nobody ever saw him. Nobody knew who he was. I'm going to tell you, I believe the Lord protected us with an angel. Number two, on your way out, if Jesus was accused, don't be surprised if you get accused too. Matthew 12, 10, and behold, there was a man which had his hand withered, and they asked him, saying, it is lawful, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? 
that they might accuse him. We find that Jesus, they tried to find ways to accuse him. If Jesus was accused, don't be surprised if you're accused too. Mark 3, 2, and they watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. John 8, 6, this they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger, wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Now, I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you've had words of accusation. Maybe you're up against it, and you need a way out of these accusations that have been thrown at you. 1 Peter 3, 16 and 17, it says, Having a good conscience, that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation or your lifestyle in Christ. For it is better... If the will of God be so that you suffer for well-being than for evil doing. Listen, you're going to have conflict if you really serve the Lord in these last days. And many are willing to water down the Word of God so they don't have any conflict. But I'm going to tell you, I must preach the whole gospel. I must speak the gospel. I must stand upon the Word. The preaching of the gospel is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. This generation of preachers has foolishly twisted the word to accommodate the culture, yet not one man of God in all 66 books of the Bible did that. Not one of them. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words in this wicked and sinful generation, I will be ashamed of you. Listen, A.W. Tozer said, beware of watering down Christianity until the solution is so weak that if it were poison, it would not hurt anyone. And if it were medicine, it would not cure anyone. Listen, we live in a day where uh, in the pulpit, we got preachers preaching such a watered down word. It's not helping anybody. And, and if it uh, was poison, it wouldn't make anyone sick either. We got to preach the gospel. We got to preach the word. There's good news. It's good news. You don't have to be bound. There's good news. You don't have to be uh, 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 in that confinement, in that place of containment. But you can be free in the name of Jesus. But I'm going to tell you something today that you may go through something, but the Lord of Lords, He will bring you out. I believe the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He is the Almighty One, and He will do something on your behalf today. Reach out in faith and receive. Listen, number three, you can overcome the accusations and the accuser. Do you realize that Satan, his actual name in Hebrew is accuser? Uh, it's a little funny story. The little girl, my daughter on her phone has not today Satan on the back of her phone. And the little girl came up and says, who's Satan? And she didn't know who Satan was. And my daughter had to tell her that's Satan. And, and she said, go ask your dad. And the dad said, that's the devil. She, she knew who the devil was. So the devil, his actual name, Satan, is accuser or adversary. So he's the one that is behind untrue accusation. See, the enemy is behind division in the church. The enemy is behind unbelief in the world uh, and unbelief in the word, discouragement. He's behind temptation. The enemy, the devil, the adversary is behind unforgiveness. The devil's behind fear, accusations, uh, giving in to sinful desires. 
particularly our weak areas. And the devil, he's behind spiritual laziness. But I read Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 and 11, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Believe me today, we can still overcome the accuser of the brethren. That is the devil. We can overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. I'm going to tell you the blood of the lamb. I thank God for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus saves us, heals us, gives us access to God, gives us healing. I'm going to tell you today, whatever you need, I want to plead the blood of Jesus over your mind, over your body, over your spirit. You say, what does that really mean? It's saying Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. You find in Exodus that when the Passover came, they were to put blood over the doorpost. And if that blood was over the doorpost, the death angel would pass over. I'm here to tell you, if you got that blood over your life, I'm going to tell you the devil, he's got to pass over you. I believe today I plead the blood over you, over your mind, your body, your spirit. I say be free in the name of the Lord Jesus. Today, through the blood of Jesus, there's a way out for you. Let me give you one more today. The power of sin is broken by the Holy Ghost. The power of sin is broken by Holy Ghost power. In Romans chapter 7, verse number 21 through 25, Paul says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring, against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity. There we go. There's that word captivity to the law of sin. See, sin will put you in jail. Sin will put you in captivity. Sin will confine you. It says, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. He said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. I'm telling you today, some of you are bound and captive by sin. Here, the apostle Paul he was saying, you know, here I am, I, I trying to do good, but I find myself not doing it. I find myself trying to do this, and I find myself doing the opposite. But he said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He, he was talking about something that was happening. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but the flesh, the law of sin. My flesh cannot please God. Your flesh cannot please God. For 19 years of my life, I had a problem. I, I wanted to serve God, but I find I couldn't. I, it was like a, two dogs on the inside of me. I had the white dog and the black dog. And, uh, you know, it didn't really matter which dog there was there. They fought each other. Which dog won? The dog that I fed the most. It didn't matter if it was the white dog or the dark dog. The white dog or the black dog? Whichever dog I fed the most won. And one represented my spirit. One represented my flesh. And my flesh, I fed my flesh all the time so it would beat the spirit. 
But at 19 years of age, I got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I had been born of the Spirit, but now I'm filled with the Spirit. Listen to me today. If you're born of the Spirit, that's what gets you to heaven. But the uh, being uh, uh, filled with the Spirit gives you victory on the way to heaven. I'm going to tell you, you will overcome the flesh by the Holy Spirit. Let me read a verse to you. For if you live after the flesh, Romans 8, 13, you'll die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify or put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. I'm going to tell you something. Your flesh cannot please God. But I'm telling you, you can put the flesh to death through the power of the Holy Ghost. See, some say, well, I don't really need the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you, I don't know what kind of flesh you have, but I have strong flesh. But the Holy Ghost is stronger than my flesh. It's given me victory over the flesh. At 19, when I was filled with the Holy Ghost, I used to serve God one day. The next day, I was off the wagon. I messed up. Then I'd try to serve God again. And I tried. I wanted to serve God. I wanted to give God my life. I loved the Lord. But I couldn't live a successful Christian life. But when I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, something changed. Something changed in my life. Here's what happened. I put the flesh to death. And you know what? You got to do that every day. If you're there today and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you say, I'm still having problems with the flesh. Well, did you pray in the Spirit today? You say, do I have to pray in the Spirit? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you, I want to be like Paul who said, uh, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. I found there's power in praying in the Spirit. The Bible says in Jude verse 20, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I can build myself up. My flesh is weak, but the Spirit is stronger than the flesh. The Holy Ghost is stronger than the flesh. When I pray in Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise the Spirit, Romans 8, 26, Likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit Himself maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When I pray in the Spirit, I can overcome these things of the flesh. And today, I'm going to tell you something. Too many that are listening to me, you're living bound you can be 100% free. Well, you say, well, I don't know about that. You don't have to be 10% bound. You don't have to be 20% bound, 30% bound, but you can be 100% free. How strong do you think the Holy Ghost is? He's the third person of the Trinity. We don't have a weak God. We don't have a weak Jesus. And we definitely don't have a weak Holy Ghost. The Bible said when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you receive power dynamite. You receive that miraculous power. And I'm going to tell you how strong that Holy Ghost is. When God created this earth, the Holy Ghost hovered and created this earth. How strong is the Holy Ghost? He came on Samson one more time and he was able to push the pillars down. That's how strong the Holy Ghost was when he said, one more time, Lord. He came upon David, a shepherd boy, with the sling. And he was able to take down Goliath at the valley of Megiddo when he was coming out every day and taunting the people of God. I'm going to tell you, the enemy might be taunting the people of God, but there's somebody out there today that is filled with the Holy Ghost strong enough to overcome the enemy because of the power of the Holy Ghost. And don't you say, well, I can't do it. To, you know, I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional preacher. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an 
evangelist. I didn't go to Bible school. I didn't go to seminary. Listen to me. You realize that the Titanic was made by professionals and the ark was made by amateurs? What does that tell me? That tells me with God's help, you can do the right thing. With God's help, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you can overcome and you can be 100% free. And that was the Holy Spirit with David and Samson and even when this earth was created. That was the Holy Spirit that came and went. He uh, would come on you at times. And now we find in the New Testament that He abides in us forever. And you know what power that is? It's the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead on the third day. This is the power that will set you free from every sin. John 8, 32 says, and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. John 8, 36, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Today, if you're listening to me and you're under confinement, you're under captivity, you're detained, you're locked up, whether it's spiritually, physically, financially, or in your mind, I declare today is a new day for you. If you're bound by sin and you want to be free from that, I want you to pray a prayer with me right now. And I want you to ask the Lord to come into your heart. I, I want you to ask for a, a new beginning and a fresh start. I want you to ask right now for the Lord to do something in your life. Say this with me right now uh, as you're uh, standing there in your car or, or at your house or whatever you might be doing, listening on your, uh, on your uh, iPhone with your headphones on. Pray this prayer with me right now. Say this with me. Dear God in heaven, I'm bound by sin. I know the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I need a fresh start. I need a new beginning. I know Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. He shed His blood for me. And that blood is cleansing me from every sin. I repent of my past. I have a change of heart, change of mind, and a change of direction. I am never going to be the same. I boldly confess with my mouth that Jesus has risen from the dead and I believe it in my heart. And I declare with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, my Master. I'm no longer bound by sin, but I'm free from the devil's confinement in the name of Jesus. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask you to fill me. You said if I'd asked for something good, you would not give me anything evil. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Now just begin to praise and glorify God right now where you're at. Just begin to glorify God. If, it, if you're at a place where you can do it, just praise Him. Come on, if you're driving, you can praise Him. If you're on your headphones and you're running, lift up your hands, just praise Him right now. God will do something good for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. I want to pray for you. Today, there's some of you that are listening that you need a miracle. Financially, you need a miracle in uh, your uh, body. You need a miracle in your house. I'm going to tell you today is a good day for you. Let me pray with you right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I speak healing. 
To everyone listening today, I speak healing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be free from sickness and disease. Be free from financial difficulty. Lord, let the seeds that they've sown, Lord, uh, uh, bring a harvest now. I come against uh, uh, any uh, accusations, Lord. I come against the accuser of the brethren. Devil, you take your hands off in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You're never going to be the same. Come on. I want you to do something today. If you've been watching, make sure you contact us at DougEckles.com. You can join us at info. You can email me at info at DougEckles.com. You can join me on Instagram. You can join me on Facebook. Come on. I want to hear because it encourages me. I want to know what God's done for you. If you prayed that prayer and you gave your heart to the Lord, make sure you tell us. If you've been healed, testify. You overcome the adversary by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Testify what the Lord has done for you. Share this with somebody and uh, we'll, we want to see you again very soon. But uh, I want to say it to you today before we go. He's got better things for you. God bless you guys. <laughs>